Welcome to the Marigold Effect Podcast. When you listen to this podcast, we hope you feel hopeful and encouraged. We hope you feel challenged to learn and grow. We hope you feel connected. We hope we make you laugh. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. I'm Katie Borbina. I'm Michelle Williamson, and this is the Marigold Effect Podcast. Hi, Katie. Hi, Michelle. Happy December, Katie. It's the last month until we hit 2022. I know it feels like it was just yesterday, I, really, that we were recording our December episode last year. Like, I remember putting together my song dedication. I just can't believe it's been a year. Wow. Yes, it's it's a bit of a blur. And of course, I've been out for the last month and a half. I know. I know. So, I miss you so much. Yeah. So I've been. Uh, it's been a different different couple of months, but I'm coming back in January. So oh, never cool. fear. We're um, so happy for you with with your brand new knee. I have a brand new knee. Yes. I took pictures of the model, by the way, I can, maybe I should post those. <laughs> yes, I think people would be very interested in that. Oh yeah. It's a little amazing. What's in your knee, what's in my knee right now. So yeah, yeah. everything went great. So healing up nicely. Um, in fact, you know, we talk about marigolds, right? So I'm yes. kind of going to jump in here. So yes. my marigolds have actually been my physical therapy team. So I'm going to give a shout out to our PTs and OTs out there. I have a new admiration for them, but I have been lucky enough to have this great PT team who is teaching me a lot about um, being a consumer. Um, you know, so we do a lot of avows on my team. So you, we see a lot of people who come in and what I realize is that they like to tell their story. Like they want to like give you all the information, what they've been experiencing. And I can remember at times, like I would get a little impatient, you know, like, okay, come on, come on. You know, I got like another valid, I would be um, kind of wanting to hurry them along. And so when you're on the other end of that and you're going through this recovery and you want to talk to your um you know, the person who's doing your evaluation, I, I realized how patient they are with me and hearing everything I want that I, that I want to say to them and I want to explain to them. And I'm like, hmm, you know, it made me think a lot about how, am, how I work with families. Am I patient? Am I really listening? Because I feel like um, they really do. And they have a difficult, I mean, particularly for OTs, PTs, but I'm giving them a shout out is that you know, people are coming to them in pain and they're having to deal with people's physical pain, but there's also an emotional part of that when you're healing physically. Um, and I think about little kids too. So, um, I'm just, I've really been encouraged by them and it's helped me think about how to be a better professional. So, um, so anyway, that's my marigold. How about you? Who's been your marigolds? Let me just say first, that's so cool. I mean, it's a unique opportunity, I think, when you're receiving services like that to really, to really be reflecting on and thinking about those people that help you and how you help others. And I always think of you that someone who's very patient with families and very focused on their experience. And so um, that's, that's just pretty cool that you're thinking about that even during your own treatment. Yeah, it is. And the other thing I just have to say too, I'm just going to interject this because we're going to talk about equity later, but I've also recognized my privilege. Like I, in going into these clinics and you're seeing a lot of different people, but I have 
realize how much privilege I have in my health care and my choices I have around my health care and my ability to take off work and heal. And I've gone to this clinic um, where that is not the case for so many people. And many of the people often are brown or black who are not having that kind of time to heal or having the ability to take off work. And so the other part of that too is I, when you look at healthcare, I have just really saw how my, my race and my class has given me so much privilege that I don't even think about. I don't even think about. Yeah. What, what an interesting perspective. Yeah. I, and I think about just how difficult it is to navigate those systems and to get the care that's needed. And I mean, that's one of the things that you do so well for our families is help them with that. But those families that don't have that support, it just feels really, really challenging. Yeah. Really challenging for them. Definitely. So anyway, but anyway, how about you? Who's your marigold? My marigold. Okay. So I've been um, getting to know a new marigold um, who has been assigned to support our early childhood programs. I'm not sure if you've um, had the chance to meet her yet, but um, so Milka Haas. Mm-hmm. I've heard her name. I've heard people yeah. talk really great stuff. Yep. Yeah. So she's um, works in our curriculum and instruction department at the ISD, and she's been assigned to support our early childhood programs. And she just hit the ground running. I mean, she has um, stepped in and gotten to know a lot about our services and our programs and has been observing play groups and um, home visits and preschool classrooms and is just really really thoughtful about the support that she's providing and brings a whole new energy and enthusiasm to our program. So I'm just really appreciating that. And it was just like this um, unexpected gift. It was like a, such a surprise oh, to nice. have her join us and um, just really, really enjoying getting to know Milka and excited about what she has to offer to all of our well, programs. Can't wait to meet her in person. Sounds wonderful. Well, yeah. oh, cool. That's so what about, what about your cup? What's been filling your cup? I'm going to tell you, I mean, some days it's more about like, not, uh, not unfilling what's, what's not unfilling my cup. Um, I can tell you one thing that I've focused on a lot with this holiday season is just minimizing expectations and pressure. Mm -hmm. And maybe that sounds, um, I don't know, sort of different in terms of filling my cup, but it's keeping my cup balanced, um, not yeah. draining my cup. So like letting go of expectations around creating the perfect holidays for my family or finding that perfect gift, or I didn't even put out all of my decorations this year. Just really um, giving myself a lot of grace around that and not making it into something that's so stressful that it can be. So, I mean, that's one piece, but um, I would say uh, something that is really filling my cup um, in a, in a very small way, but each day is um, one of my colleagues, Shauna Landis, who's the special ed director mm-hmm. for Southwest Region. You know, um, uh, we are texting tiny victories to each other every day, um, rather than our complaints and our, <laughs> um, you know, our hardships of the day. We're really trying to focus on a couple of small, wonderful things that are happening, and it's helping me to really uh, have a more positive outlook about things and to keep my cup. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's helpful. Cool. How about you? Like 
What's filling uh, your cup? <laughs> well, you know, I joked with you, like, yeah, muscle relaxers are filling my cup. Sure. So that really helps. No. Um, well, for like the first week and a half after surgery, you're, you are definitely a little loopy there on meds. So um, I think what's been nice the last uh, week is I've been able to focus enough to start reading and reading um non-work-related books, which is different for me because I usually have a stack of those. So I, I, so I've been reading some fiction, uh, which is nice. Uh, I usually read nonfiction. So that's been sort of filling my cup. I've got the time to do it. So I, I really have appreciated, um, having that time and being able to like read different things. So, so it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. That's great. So you mentioned the holidays and that's sort of the topic that um, we wanted to, to really focus on with this episode. Um, so, you know, this time of the year, we tend to celebrate the holidays of the dominant culture. And I know in our newsletter, we sent out, you know, we just to reiterate that, that dominant culture is not necessarily the culture of the majority, but rather the culture of the people who hold social, political and economic power. So, you know, in our country, that tends to be white, Christian, um, you know, types of holidays. Um, and definitely celebrating holidays can bring a lot of pleasure to kids in the classroom. They get excited about it. Um, but wanted to talk about like, are we being inclusive with these celebrations? Um, are we taking some time to make some really thoughtful decision-making? So I thought we'd kind of focus on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, different cultures um, celebrate different beliefs, historical events, and people that are significant to their cultures. So even with groups who celebrate the same holiday, it can be celebrated in really different ways. And it's important that we get to know that information about our families so that we can, we can honor that for them. Absolutely. I think if you and I talked about how we celebrate um, Christmas, it's going to be very different than, you know, from each other. And also if we ask other people, you know, how they celebrate them. Um, And so sometimes the argument is that, well, celebrating, you know, like Christmas or Easter is all right, because it's not, we're not really doing the religious part, you know, we're doing the Christmas trees and we're doing Santa Claus and we're just, you know, giving gifts and the Easter bunny. But I think people really need to, to, to realize that those are really rooted in specific religious and cultural assumptions, mm-hmm. even though you're not specifically saying those in class. Yep. Um, and regardless of not, if we're not celebrating the religious holiday, you know, it's pretty much stated in the name, you know, you have Christmas and you have Easter's and those are Christian holidays. Um, so, you know, that's something to think about when you're thinking like, well, it's not really a big deal if we're just doing Santa Claus and gift giving. Yeah, so. yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I mean, even other non-religious holidays like Mother's Day, Father's Day, those really recognize just like one type of family and not everyone has a mother to celebrate or a father. And so we're excluding many of our students. Yeah. And so I have a bit of a personal experience with that when Avery was in preschool. So they would have at her preschool mother and father nights. And so when Avery was not going to go to father's night, the staff approached me because, you know, Avery told them she wasn't going. And so they approached me and said, you know, it doesn't have to be a father. She can just bring any important male in her life. And sort of what I explained to them was, you know, that yeah, Avery can bring a male that's not her father, um, but it's not being inclusive. It's not recognizing our family. Um, You're still stating that this is mother father's night. So I have to say that I get a little bit like 
I don't know, like I have to, I'm, I almost want to say enraged when I hear the muffins with moms or the, you know, the dad or donuts with dads or the daddy daughter dances. Like, I feel like I, I think about all the kids who can't be a part of that and who are feeling less than yeah. because they can't be a part of that. So absolutely. I agree with you with just a little more thoughtfulness and intention. We can, we can have special days like that, yeah. be inclusive about yes. it and not exclude um, many of our families. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, holidays can be celebrated in many ways. Um, teachers can teach about holidays that different groups celebrate. I think, I think what would be really helpful is really for our staff or our teachers to be asking our students and their families what they celebrate and really learning about the different cultures and the different holidays um, of our, our students and families and celebrating in that way. Um, also, teachers can make their own holidays to celebrate, right? Yes. So yeah, yeah. Classroom, um, just celebrating how families gather, just uh, maybe a holiday to recognize who keeps our buildings going, like our custodians and our secretaries. So thinking outside the box a little bit, I think, um, is an important thing. Um, one other thing is in the newsletter that we sent out last month, there was a link to the uh, multicultural calendar that yeah. has a list of different holidays from around the world that um, it's a wonderful opportunity just to think about and learn about those different ways that people celebrate around the globe, really. Right. Yeah. I think it's always amazing that people think there's only a few holidays from like September to December. And in fact, there's like like numerous holidays that people are celebrating that we don't even know about. Um, and even in our own community, like people are celebrating these different holidays that, you know, we're not aware of. So I think we just want to urge people to really make a thoughtful decision this year when you're talking about celebrating holidays. Um, and like Katie said, you know, make up your own celebration. It doesn't have to be a specific holiday and to make sure that all of our children and families are being included. I mean, that's the most important part. Um, I think for me is to, to make sure everyone is like feeling as if they can be a part of that celebration, no matter what, even if they're learning about someone else's way to celebrate, but then also include well, how they might celebrate. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's sort of our episode two as we go into um, our break coming up in December. I know Katie is almost went into a Zen-like stance there when I said a break. <laughs> she closed her eyes and kind of hummed. I know, I know. I do. You guys do. I mean, it's so different not being there at this time of year. So I keep thinking of all of you that um, I know that feeling as you're approaching it. So I do wish for all of you guys that over the break, you get some rest and relaxation, you're renewed and you definitely celebrate all the hard work that you've done because you guys deserve it. Yeah. And we are so looking forward to having you back, Michelle. So oh, yeah. keep resting and healing and recovering and we'll see you again in January. Absolutely. I'm coming back with a bang. So you guys hang on. <laughs> all right. Take care guys. Take care. As we wrap up our episode for this month, I want to read an excerpt to you from a book called Wintering by Catherine May. She writes, Winter is not the death of the life cycle, but it's crucible. It's a time for reflection and recuperation, for slow replenishment, for putting your house in order. 
Doing these deeply unfashionable things, slowing down, letting your spare time expand, getting enough sleep, resting, is a radical act now, but it is essential. As we approach the winter solstice, the longest and darkest night of the year, I hope for all of you wonderful rest, reflection, recuperation, and replenishment. Until next time, friends, be a miracle.